Hey everyone, welcome to episode 41 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we are talking with Torben Nielsen, the CEO of ZoomCare. We're continuing our trend of interviewing digital health entrepreneurs uh, and founders and executives. So without further ado, let's let's bring Torben on and learn more about ZoomCare and his background. Hi, Torben. Thanks so much for joining us on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. Thanks for having me, Jared. Looking, uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, really exciting. You and I linked up uh, about a few weeks back. And uh, yep. what a few weeks it, it has been, right? It's kind of since we started <laughs> talking, right. all of this has been happening. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and uh, it's, uh, it's certainly, I appreciate you squeezing us in to uh, chat about uh, Zoom care and kind of your career. So I, I think yeah. we should just Absolutely. dive right into it. I'd love to kind of hear yeah. how things started and where you're at today. Yeah, sure. Uh, as you can tell, I wasn't exactly uh, born and raised in uh, Kansas City. I uh, grew up in uh, Denmark and um, uh, spent my first uh, 25 years, I guess, in, uh, in Denmark and then had the opportunity as part of college uh, to come over here as an exchange student uh, to Oregon State University and spent two years uh, getting my MBA and uh, I happened to uh, fall in love with a girl from California. Uh, I think there's even a song about that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and the rest of it is more or less history. Uh, I, I think I've been here almost uh, ever since. I, I did start out my career working for Lego, uh, which is a, a Danish company, and, and went back to, to Denmark after my MBA and, and worked for them for a few years. And that's really how my career started. Yeah, I mean, you've if uh, if our CTO could hear that you worked for for Lego, she'd be pretty excited by that. Um, we have a, a like a Lego museum actually, uh, not far. I'm in Boston, not far from where we are in Boston, yeah. and you can't yeah. go unless you bring a child. It's kind of uh, it's, it's sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like what it, what's it's up with that? Really, yeah, I know it's it's uh it's a great company, right? Uh, it was fun for me uh, to start uh, my career working uh, for that company because the brand is so strong, because you have customers that are so into the product itself, right? Uh, kids are so open and, and so uh, appreciative of what you do, but they're also very honest about uh, what the play experience is all like, right? Uh, and that was fun uh, as... as um, uh, an early professional, uh, you know, uh, working on web development efforts uh, back in the late 90s. It, it was just a really fun start of, uh, of my career. And one of the things that, that I really loved and that I still go back to a lot, even in healthcare, is how we try to extend the play experience from a physical, you buying a play set, and playing with it to then extending it into a virtual world or virtual setting where you get access to, uh, you know, other, uh, you know, people that are playing with the same set or they have other ideas. And I often think about how can we do that better in healthcare, right? I've been in healthcare now for 15 years. And I think one of the things that we could do a much better job of in healthcare is actually connecting people that, uh, are going through the same healthcare journey 
because you often have questions, right, as you walk through healthcare. Is there a way that when you get diagnosed in a physical setting, could you extend that into a virtual setting and get access to a community of, of folks uh, that are going through a like-minded journey or at least feel that in a virtual setting you're taken by the hand and, and um, there's a navigation or there's a path for you that you can uh, follow uh, or you can gain insights from uh, by connecting to others uh, that have been through a similar path. Yeah, that was actually going to be, that, that's, you read my mind, that was going to be one of my next questions was kind of seeing how you related uh, or how you use that experience at Lego to innovate yeah. more in healthcare and kind of think outside the box. So um, it, it seems like your time there really did help you think differently than probably many people in the space. Because, yeah, I mean, I would never ask you to name names and I would never name names either. But let's be honest here. The healthcare space is filled with a lot of closed-minded people that uh, <laughs> yeah. you know typically want to do things one way and right. it's always been right. done this way. Yeah. Yes. Because you right. always uh, do something I, one I, way doesn't mean it's better. That's right, Jared. Uh, one of my favorite sayings, uh, you know, we, we're not in the 21st century and, and one of my favorite sayings is just supporting that. It goes like this. I work in healthcare during the day and then I go home to the 21st century, right? <laughs> it's like we... <laughs> We, we have not stepped into the 21st century yet, right? I think we are the only industry that doesn't show what price points, I mean, what it's going to cost me to have a particular service done, right? That's unheard of. Mm -hmm. You don't know as you get sick, uh, you know, whether you have options. Could I go to hospital A versus hospital B? Would I get a better service? Would I get a better price point? It's very opaque, right? I think healthcare is the only industry that still subsidizes fax machine manufacturers, right? I mean, who uses yeah. fax, faxes these days, right? But healthcare just, we just haven't quite made the leap yet. And that's why I'm so excited about what we do at ZoomCare because I feel we are really chipping at some of the, some of the barriers that we have in healthcare as ZoomCare in a small setting, and that's really exciting. So... You started ZoomCare about, what, a year ago now? A little over a year? Yes, about I've, been, exactly I've a year. been with uh, ZoomCare just about, uh, just about a year, yeah. Uh, ZoomCare is a 15-year-old company, um, and uh, they were purchased by a healthcare system called Peace Health uh, back in November of 2018. Uh, and I was brought in about a year ago to help them uh, um, really, uh, you know, reset in some ways and uh, create a new growth plan uh, for a company that has done some really innovative uh, thinking and, and modeling around what a healthcare, good healthcare experience, what that could look like. And you were actually at Peace Health before ZoomCare, right? Yeah, that's right. I, I had a, a, a uh, you know, I was hired in uh, to Peace Health uh, to really help them with uh, some of their own innovation and transformational activities. Uh, and soon after I started, uh, you know, a lot of conversations were around ZoomCare that they had just bought and how we could take this great, uh, you know, foundation and grow it. Uh, to something exceptional and, uh, and lo and behold, uh, you know, soon after I I uh, I was um, put in place and uh, now uh, leading the company. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, I, I was reading about 
Zumcare probably a few weeks before you and I touched base. And then I'm like, I have to touch base with Torben. This is a really cool company. <laughs> and then, you yeah. know, I, I got to look at your background. And yeah. what's interesting mm-hmm. is, you know, you were also at Primera before. Yes. Um, yes. Which was obviously one of the large payers in your area. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, how, how do you think that experience helped you? Yeah. And where you're at today? Yeah, it's it's interesting. If you look at my career, I've always been in uh, in uh, uh, positions where uh, it's been about change, it's been about innovation, it's been about uh, questioning uh, the status quo. So uh, at Primera, I was hired in to lead their innovation and strategic investment opportunities. Um, and so Primera has a lot of really interesting clients up in the Seattle uh, market, uh, such as Microsoft and Amazon and Alaska Airlines. And all those big companies are really interested in innovating in healthcare and uh, you know, creating a different and more human-focused, if you will, person-focused uh, experience for their uh, employees. And so uh, that was a great opportunity for me to work with some of those uh, big companies and and uh, figure out how a payer could help them uh, create an experience for their employees uh, that would be uh, much more human focused, that would be relevant, that would be much more 21st century like. Um, and that a lot of that is about using technology, right? Um, if you look at uh, Prior to me going to Primera, I co-founded a company called HealthSpark, uh, which was a spin-off from Cambia Health Solutions, also a payer in the, in the Northwest. And HealthSpark was all about using data and technology as well to provide visibility to uh, health plan members of what options they have in terms of uh, purchasing care, if you will. Uh, so HealthSpark was all about utilizing all the claims data that we have as health plans uh, and then providing visibility to the members that if you go and see this particular doctor or this particular hospital, given your benefit design and given all the data that we are sitting on, here's what your out-of-pocket costs will be. And so all of a sudden you start having visibility to pricing and you start having visibility to options that you may be able to make within the plan design that you have. And that is really powerful, right? Because all of a sudden, you, the individual, start uh, feeling, you're starting to feel more in control of your healthcare journey. If you can actually say, well, if I go to hospital B for this particular surgery, it's gonna cost me $1,000. However, if I go to hospital A, uh, you know, it's only gonna cost me $250. Same plan design, same um, uh, same same quality metrics uh, for those two hospitals, and all of a sudden you feel more like a consumer, like in any other industry, right? Where you have options and where you decide based on the information you have available which direction you want to take. Can we can we uh, you know provide that same control, that same sense of being a consumer in healthcare? And I believe we can. Absolutely. And what it's and sorry, what were you gonna say? 
No, I was going to say those are some of the elements uh, that we are then trying to uh, to focus on at uh, ZoomCare. So ZoomCare is actually uh, it's it's a set of uh, you know we have 50 clinics uh, between uh, Oregon and Washington. Um, we have uh, we were built with technology in mind uh, 15 years ago and have evolved our technology platform over the past 15 years and really put a lot of investments into them uh, lately because of COVID. And because of, uh, you know, the ability now to uh, really do a lot of your care in, in a virtual setting. Uh, and we can talk a little more about that. But ZoomCare is really focusing on creating an experience that's much more 21st century life. So we offer same-day appointments. And we do it via our app or via a website. That's really simple. It takes you less than 30 seconds to schedule an appointment. And 80%, 90% of all our people uh, or uh, customers or patients see a provider within four hours of scheduling uh, that appointment. That is almost unheard of in healthcare, right? Uh, but that's what the 21st century is like. You have options and you go do it. It's instantaneous uh, and uh, it's a good experience, right? Once you come in, 90% or actually 95, 97% of all our appointments start on time too. And Jared, you know, that's, I mean, usually it takes weeks to go in and see your primary care doc, right? And once you get in there, the waiting room is overcrowded uh, and you rarely start on time, right? So you usually have to set aside several hours just to go for a primary care visit. At ZoomCare, as I mentioned, 80% of them see their doctor within four hours. And when they come in, 95% uh, of the time we start on time. So if you scheduled an appointment for 12.15, you will be seen at 12.15. And we see you for one item or one issue, and that takes 15 minutes. And you know by 12.30, so 15 minutes later, you are done. And in 70% of all cases, you can actually leave with meds in hand because we have our own pharmacy. And so uh, it's really nice for our customers and patients that when they exit the exam room, their meds are waiting on the counter right as they leave. And it's a huge differentiator. Wow. Yeah, I remember, what was it, early this year I had to go, uh, I thought I might have uh, strep throat, right? So I yeah. went in and it turns out I did have strep throat. Um, my appointment ended up starting like 15, 20 minutes later. Then, yeah. uh, you know, and then I was waiting there for a really long time. They wrote yeah. me up a prescription and yeah. the pharmacy closed and I had to wait till the next day <laughs> to go to the pharmacy. So now, you yeah. know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. it, I, I think that's huge. Just you having to that pharmacy on site, um, for yeah. those instances where, you know, maybe yeah. someone needs a prescription soon. Yeah. Um, diagnosed. That's, that's great. That's, that's right, Jerry, and we, we have it in all 50 clinics, right? So it's real, you know, in 70, 80% of all cases, uh, our members or our, our patients have meds in hand as they leave the clinic. That is huge. We have a concept that we call, we, we call the perfect visit. The perfect visit consists of, uh, you know, five or six steps. That is part of the training of our providers. It's ingrained in how we provide service to our customers. And one of the uh, elements of uh, the perfect visit is that we start on time. 
and it goes both ways. So we sometimes have, uh, you know, patients come in, they're used to, in the traditional primary care system, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're five minutes late or 10, because usually you don't start on time, right? But if you come five minutes late to us, we will actually say, you know what, we'll need to reschedule that visit. And we can do it, uh, you know, 10 minutes from now, right? Uh, or usually, uh, you know, uh, maybe a little later in, in the day, but we'll need to reschedule because otherwise we cannot provide the perfect visit. And part of the perfect visit is we start on time, we finish on time, and you are good to go, right? Uh, you have, uh, uh, you know that, that uh, uh, this is going to be a 15-minute visit and not a three-hour, uh, you know, block that you need to set um, in, in, in your daily routine, right? Yeah, I mean, when you're able to start on time and end on time, you make a lot of fans because right. it's uh, people value their time. They do. More, more than almost anything. So that's, that's yeah. terrific. That's, that's right. And then we have uh, the opportunity of uh, uh, utilizing telehealth now, right? Uh, and so for some of the follow-up, uh, you know, uh, engagements uh, that you may have based on, uh, you know, uh, what you're dealing with, uh, you know, a lot of that could be handled from you just, uh, you know, uh, setting up a video consult uh, with the provider from home. And so you don't even have to go into the clinic, right? Uh, or you can have a chat with us uh, from uh, your desk at work where nobody can hear it because it's a chat, right? Uh, in these open office environments, uh, you know, it's nice to have chat because you can have a consultation with your doctor right there from your, from your work desk and nobody would know. Yeah, that's terrific. Yeah, it's... Um, it, so those are some of the ways, yeah, those are some of the ways that we're trying to change, uh, you know, uh, just the, the, the model. Um, we have our own specialists as well so we can refer uh, and again that could be same day appointments right so if you go see one of our uh, daily care clinics and you need to be referred to one of our uh, specialists uh, you know that referral you don't have to wait weeks and weeks uh, to get in you can actually uh, just book it uh, or the provider will help uh, book it for you uh, for that very same day so you can get take taken care of uh, your particular issue, uh, you know, in one day, which is something that our uh, patients also love. Uh, we have about 14,000, I think, uh, when we last checked, uh, Google reviews, and they're all, uh, the average, I think, is 4.8 out of 5. And so we have a lot of, uh, lots of uh, customers that are saying, wow, I, I never realized healthcare could be like this. This is phenomenal. Yeah, and I'm sure the customers that aren't five are the ones that uh, were a couple minutes late and you made them reschedule. <laughs> they were, they, uh, that, so that's, that's a great rating. Yeah, that's a terrific yeah. rating. Yeah, no, it's this is a really interesting, I mean, what you've done with the, the company and uh, just the growth of it, right, to have, to have 50 clinics and you're really dominating that uh, Washington State area. Um, you know, that being said, do you, do you think you'll ever even expand beyond Washington? I mean, you have a ton of clinics there, but. I think uh, there could be opportunities for us. Um, obviously, COVID has uh, really, uh, you know, we, we uh, the, the 
strategic plan that we had, uh, you know, we've had to revisit a number of times uh, because of COVID. Uh, but um, we've almost pivoted now uh, the business from uh, being a retail-focused business, uh, you know, with 50 clinics to during these COVID times uh, to be almost 100% uh, virtual telehealth-based. Uh, uh, and that's been a tremendous uh effort and and i'm just so proud of what the team has been able to achieve within a relatively uh, short period of time uh, to now pivot completely to chat care phone care or video care uh and i'm also and and i think we're all seeing that in the industry it's incredible how patients are now seeing that you know what we can utilize telehealth for a lot of the care that we used to think we needed to go into, uh, you know, physical settings. Uh, a lot of them uh, are realizing, you know what, that's not needed. I, I can do it from home and that's great. And it's actually a lot more convenient. Yeah, in many cases, telehealth is, you know, it is and shouldn't be a top option for people. Because sometimes when you go in, you can, um, if you're not super sick and people that are really sick are coming in, you can actually be putting yourself in, you know, a potentially worse situation versus if you just help on your phone and get diagnosed. Yep, you're uh, you know you're in a good you're in good shape. That's exactly right. And one of the things that we spend a lot of time on uh, in the company is actually uh, bridging, and it goes back to uh, my Lego days, right? Bridging the uh, the virtual care with the physical care. So if you start out in a virtual telehealth uh, visit or consultation. Um, uh, all the notes from that is embedded into our EMR, electronic medical record, uh, and it's embedded into your own personal health record that you have available on your phone as part of a Zoom care uh, customer, right? So uh, as you, if we can't solve everything in the, in the virtual channel or telehealth, and we say, you know what, you probably need to go see one of our providers in one of our clinics, uh, as you walk into that clinic, they already know who you are, and they know what was um, uh, what happened in the in the telehealth setting uh, because that's all built into the MR that all our 50 clinics have access to, and that is nice continuous care, uh, and our customers uh, love it. Wow, yeah, no, this is great. I'm gonna throw in our show notes uh, some links to um, some social media links and some and the link to your website as well. So we'll throw that in there. Um, uh, this has been, Torben, this has been great having you on our podcast and hearing more about Zoom Care. Um, hopefully at some point we can have you back on, kind of see what you're up to. And, yeah, um, be happy to. Well, great. Well, you and I will we'll, we'll definitely stay in touch and really excited to continue to see Zoom Care grow and and, and provide help during this uh, pandemic. So thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me, uh, Jared. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, have a good one. You too. Hey everyone, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is unlocking healthcare professional data, making it easily shareable. They want to make life easier for healthcare professionals and organizations so that they can focus on tasks like providing the best care possible to patients. 
Block Health leverages their smart universal common application and blockchain technology to streamline many of the tasks that healthcare professionals and organizations must engage in, like primary source verification, provider enrollment, state licensing, state license renewals, DEA registration, DEA renewals, and much more. They do all of this through their easy-to-use platform. If you would like to learn more about Block Health, please check out their website at www.blochealth.com. Thanks. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, You can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.